people say like god amazon like amazon's fast but like i wish it was faster like really faster really you know where you can instantaneously get items right away a store (laughs) yeah for real actually for real matter has to travel between a and b it can't just materialize out of fucking nothing yeah we've become so used to it that that is like option a now right it's like what the fuck man it's gonna be three days Eating is fun, but what if I could just have the food injected directly into my bloodstream? Like, what if I get the euphoric sugary high of cheesecake, but without having to do all the work of chewing and swallowing? It's just... And that's how Dan picked up his heroin addiction. There you hey. go, and then it's easy as fuck. Hey, how you doing, sir? Just dress like bubbles, they'll come up to you. <laughs> I just need to take these glasses, but get like three inch re- three inch lenses put on them. Oh no, I meant I meant the wire bubbles. Oh, that bubbles. Heroin, heroin addict bubbles. <laughs> Either way, I feel like you might be able to pull it off. Trailer Park Boys bubbles is a little more like uh, Canadian friendly, you know. Yeah, he's a little more beer, a little. He's a little more like you know Canadian fucking Molson Canadian rather than heroin. Yeah, he looks like his name could be Gord. Yes, he likes hockey. Drinking beers with Fucking Gordy over here, boys. (laughs) Exactly, exactly, exactly. Exactly. You boys boys catch that game last (laughs) night? Bar down, boys. (laughs) Oh, fuck. within can can you thread the needle is is the actual challenge now right which is well the the problem is too it's like people don't really thread the needle it's like they just complain about it yeah yeah instead of uh, either you got to take it head on or you got to thread the needle but you can't do this whole like i don't like that the things everything's have changed like okay. yeah pretty much that's exactly what it was like dude you're 65 doing like comedy tours with like 30 people in your crowd like things are gonna change <laughs> the dream's dead dog the dream is dead <laughs> I shouldn't hate. He was all right. He was kind of funny, but it was definitely a case of we should, like we shouldn't hate because in twelve years when we're at episode eight hundred and ten, exactly like, two hundred people are still at most listening. To Let's like, yeah, we broke it through, bro. We broke through. Yeah, look, look at this fucking idiot putting his comedy podcast up for us to download on a QR code. <laughs> what an idiot, what a loser. What a loser. That's a good idea.
sports team. <laughs> the the great. great vapes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, the future's now, old man. And I'm just a fucking crotchety bastard. It is what it is. I gotta get with the times. Damn kids and their cigarettes with batteries. Right. It's the future. The future is now, old man. Oh no, my cigarette's dead. Gotta plug it in. <laughs> plug us in, homie. Plug us in. All right. Uh, it is 12:36 p.m. on Sunday, September 19th, 2021. Welcome to episode 50, the big 50 fucking a podcast. My name is Locke, this is Stock, and we're about to deliver you two smoking barrels. We're ready to rock and roll here. <laughs> you, went, uh, you put in some work for this one. This is a special I, episode. How you doing today? Oh, buddy. It's a, adapting to our new schedule, our new earlier Sunday schedule. I mean, this is really throwing me off. I'm all, I'm all shaky and jittery due to the change mm-hmm. in my routine, but 50 episodes. I actually feel more, I think I feel more excited by 50 episodes than I did by one year. I agree with that. I agree. It's, it's, it's a more tangible benchmark, I think. Is it because our monkey brains love those round numbers? So sweet. Exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. Smooth. Another, another divisible of 10 just rounded out. Oh, yummy. Something to reach for as I keep pressing down the button and get my dopamine drip, you know, just, yeah. But I know that if my monkey brain keeps pressing it a couple more times, eventually I'll hit 50 and then we'll just continue on and press till we hit 51. Of course. Of course. Trip, 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 trip. I mean, that's that's the fun, right? This is what the podcast is for people. Press play. Let that dope comedy dopamine drip. Just fill your brain, fill your ears, fill in those little wrinkles of your brain, smooth yeah. them out, you yeah. know. So the human brain is, has all those folds and crevices and all that stuff, right? Mine then, does. Yours doesn't. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but our podcast just fills in the gaps, basically, right? You got all this little, all these grooves, right? So Man, we're like a mental caulking glue. That's that's exactly right. It's like me when I do my floors in this part, fixing the floors in my own apartment. Handy <laughs> uh, handyman, eh? I don't need no outside help. Oh, well, buddy, 50, 50 episodes and election tomorrow here in Canada, which uh, I mean, I, waiting for them to knock on our door after the end of the day and be like, guys, congratulations. It's you. You won. You both won. You're oh, the new supreme rulers. I didn't realize that my name was on the ballot. We are. We've been pushing that for weeks. You yeah, haven't I you thought, been campaigning? I thought you were pushing it for yourself. I thought it was just, you know, I was in the I back. I want to do all the work. I already do it for this show. You think I want to run the country on my own, too? But that's exactly that was the point. It's like you do it all and I get all the glory. It's just it's, it's how it goes. I've carved out a nice niche for myself. Halfway to a century. And this is where we are. Yep. Not much has changed. Maybe things will turn around by by the time we hit triple digits. That now that is a payoff of round numbers. That just you know, one hundred just makes your brain just. Mm. That's an ear oh. boner for sure. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. You know what else I'm looking forward to? Premiering on October twenty second, a five week reality series is coming to CBS. Another one. What's up this time? What's the new wrinkle? Introducing the activist. Oh, the activist is a competition series that features six inspiring activists teamed with three high profile public figures working together to bring meaningful change to one of three vital, vitally important world causes, health, education and environment. 
how can we make advertising money off of social change? So you're trying to tell me now we have a competition between activists. Doug, does not defeat the entire purpose of activists. Like you're supposed to do it for the good, but now it's like I'm doing it for the good and also to win this motherfucking competition. Maybe I need that money. Doesn't 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 conflict with our strong desire to make a <laughs> shitload to make dump trucks full of loot, homie. That's I mean. This almost goes. This boils down to that argument we had about giving homeless people clothing with our name tags on it, right? It's, yeah, it doesn't seem like such a bad idea now, does it, huh? No, it does. We, that's the whole reason you're talking about this show is because it sounds like a bad idea, right? Right. I don't want to hear your fucking logic. <laughs> <laughs> now, the three judges. Are you ready? Because, I mean, we last week we had the, what, what did they call it? The chaotic panel of judges? The chaotic panel. That was now, it, yeah. They didn't, they, said. they didn't give us any adjective before this list they, they just said the three judges okay usher priyanka chopra jonas and julianne huff that's chaotic as well one's gonna I'm, give you herpes one i've never heard of another <laughs> one i've never heard of either <laughs> wow you really it's really chaotic way to, way to hit that one out of the park there buddy you really nailed it well, like, you have to be careful these days, right? I can't well, say anything negative. Those are three. Those are three. Like, I mean, top of the line, like family friendly home entertainment people like those. Like Julianne Huff is she's been dancing with the stars for like 15 years. See, I don't even she's, know who she is. She's already familiar in middle class white families, right? They're they're like, oh, yeah, I know her. You she's, need to bridge the gap between the you know, everybody knows Usher, but they know he had a bad spill with that whole herpes thing. So they, they got to they got to put her beside. I don't him. know the herpes thing. What is the herpes thing? Oh, he gave he was giving people herpes and like not skulls. He was doing the Ron Mexico, the, the oh, Michael Vick was yeah. he using a fake name. Uh, no, I think he was Are you just Usher? like, no, I'm pusher. Put, I'm pusher T. I'm, I'm pusher, pusher T. T. <laughs> pusher T. Give me herpes. What? <laughs> I wasn't even there. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now to give you the breakdown of the show, because we need details, right? Activists go head to head in challenges to promote their causes. I mean, dog already. just. Okay. Yeah. Like what's going on? I saved more starving children than you. They should be like wipe out. You know, they have to like jump through like pylon, like swing off ropes and like pick up a starving child and swing across to the other platform. <laughs> exactly. Oh, he made it, but he dropped the starving child. Oh, that's a deduction. She'll have to swim and pick the kid up and then start again. In the, in the eyes of the angels, children got to the food station and Usher ate all the food. Oh, no. They <laughs> said one dollar a month. Okay. Their success is measured via online engagement, social metrics and the host input. It just it just doesn't get any better. No, you just keep reading and it gets worse. <laughs> just get just downhill, bro. The three teams have one ultimate goal to create impactful movements that make us the most advertising money. Po- sorry, that amplify <laughs> their, that impactful movements that amplify their message, drive action and advance them to the G20 summit in Rome, Italy. There. Okay. They will meet with world leaders in the hope of securing funding and awareness for their causes. Does the G20 summit even work? I mean, like, didn't we talk about the world like lighting on fire and shit? And then people just, yeah, ramp- just rampaged and had a fucking people from you know, different countries with those big translator headsets on just sitting there staring at their fucking dicks the whole time. So, like, mm, mm. oh, yeah, save the oh, yeah, save. Oh, save the plan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that right away. 
I'll do well, that I'm week. sorry, I'm busy. I'm gonna throw a brick through the Starbucks. You know, I have I have 46 percent support back in my home country. I have to find a way to not lose my next next election. Everybody hates me. I can't balance my wife and my three mistresses. And I'm sitting here listening to some fucking teenager from some reality show in America telling me what I need to do. Like, not gonna happen. Follow my Twitter account, support my activist claim. I'm going to be on the next season of The Activist. Uh, the Activist is a first of its kind competition series that will inspire real change. Will it? As the series progresses from the United States to Rome for the activist final challenge at the G20. That's what we want. We want our global geopolitical systems to become a central point of a game show. They already live in the Hunger Games. You just watched the fucking Met Gala. You were already there, dog. We're already there. I, I, I apologize. I missed this year's Met Gala. Who looks stunning? Everybody. Lil Nas X was wearing armor. It was the lowest hanging fruit. People be like, this is the Hunger Games. But honest to God, the 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 fucking comparison is so easy to make. Like you just look at it and you're like, this is a different reality right now. Oh, because you know that like any any event where like extremely wealthy people like gather or famous people gather at any time, there's like shit going on. There's like deals being cut stuff and they're like champagne yes yes. would you like to be a judge on our new like usher gets asked to be a judge on the new hit oh 100 percent network dog it's all network (sighs) fuck that shit it's okay though man the world's the world's gonna change fuck the activists fuck the mag gala coming to your television this fall so (laughs) keep an eye out i mean that's what it is now it's like celebrities dominate the news cycles it doesn't matter what we're talking about like look we got covid right now and like the like we don't have covid but we're dealing with COVID right now, and Nicki Minaj is all over the fucking news, bro. Oh, the New England Journal of my cousin's friend and <laughs> my cousin's friend's testicles swole up, so I'm not getting vaccinated. Yeah, so, uh, so Minaj, she's actually from Trinidad, right? Herself, so yeah, she yeah. sparked an international uh, fear when she alleged on Twitter that her cousin in Trinidad refuses to get a vaccine because his friend became impotent after becoming vaccinated. Here's the quote. His testicles became swollen. His friends was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. I don't think that's COVID. That sounds like chlamydia and your man's was cheating on you. Now, he's what? looking for a good cover. What, dude, the COVID vaccine? Perfect cover story right now. Absolutely. Like, my balls yeah. swell up and now my dick has this weird discharge. I don't yeah. know, hon. Like, oh, it must have been the vaccine. What the <laughs> fuck? That's so weird. Like, uh, now, what's what's funny to me about this story is that we got the world talking about Nicki Minaj's friends, cousins, balls. And like we we're like we're talking about CNN, Fox, all the news outlets hey, are talking about it. Hey, hey, people take different paths to fame. OK, well, well listen to what uh, Dayal Singh, the Trinidadian fucking health minister, had to put out a quote of saying now, one of the reasons why we could not respond yesterday in real time to Miss Minaj is that we had to check and make sure what she was claiming was either true or false. Because it was so incredibly stupid. I don't know how to say Unfortunately, we wasted so much time yesterday running down this false claim. So Minaj later, she tried to backpedal here. She said that, you know, you know, she heard what she heard and she's going to get vaccinated and yada, yada. Because Twitter put her in a little bit of hot water there for spreading misinformation, right? Now that that trips up their new rules. My girl said this to me and I have to agree with this, okay? How come Nicki Minaj is getting in hot water on Twitter? I'm not saying she shouldn't, but how come she is? Yet the Taliban's out here tweeting and shit. Like, what the fuck is going on because, in Twitter, Doug? Probably because expectations. Like, people, Taliban <laughs> tweets are like, we knew what we were getting when you. We know. Listen, like if you click on OJ the- joined, like OJ yeah. joined, and he's like, hey there, guys. Like, OJ here. Like, <laughs> Ormfall James. Hello. And he's just like shouting out things. Like, like what did you expect? Like, 
I don't know, Fuck, dude. Like QAnon was putting Nicki Minaj up as like a champion for a while there until she backed her claims down. So Are they that's... still around? I thought QAnon was just like proven to be Dog, scam. QAnon will never die. QAnon will just have name changes and those people. Yeah, but the guys around, but... who like started it and the people who were like running it like bailed after the after like that last election because they were like, ah, fuck. Well. Yeah, you think their members are smart enough to realize that shit? Of course, the one or two of them realized, and the no, rest of them are still because, stupid. Because we were just talking a few weeks ago about that guy who killed his whole family because he thought they were he was a QAnon lizard person, fucking. Oh yeah, harpooned his kids in the chest. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just ditch. No biggie. <laughs> <laughs> no biggie. The internet's fine. The internet's fine. It's not doing anything to anybody. We're all good. Where's my package? It's been forty-eight minutes. <laughs> just like foot tapping. Like, I need that delivery of fucking bounty paper towels. Ease up. Bounty down to the quick. <laughs> My dog pissed on the floor and I just can't do nothing but stand here and look at it. I'm just, I'm just frozen waiting for the Amazon guy. Like, ah, it's the fucking like, robots. Can you clean this up? No, I just delivered. No, I have prime. Please <laughs> clean prime. this up. Introducing Amazon Prime Ultra Plus. Well, they already can. Dog, they have the one now where they can come into your fucking garage. You just give them the code and they're like, we'll give you a one time access fee. Yeah. Didn't they have the the key one where you can Mm -hmm. give them a key? That's what I want. As somebody who's making $14 an hour and is getting abused by his employer to have a key to all of our houses. It's a smart, good thinking. It's just a one time entrance fee, though, so we can drop off your package in a safe location. It's nothing. It's nothing, really. This is, buddy, that's the future. The future is now. Get used to it. Now, did you see since we're since we're up on the pop culture news? Did you see Rolling Stones list this week? The no. 500 greatest songs of all time. Oh, that's going to be a fucking non-controversial list. Can't wait for that one. Comment section here was was something. Oh. But I, w- would you like to would you like to spend a little time here? Would you want yeah. you want to know a little? Absolutely. Give me a little. Uh, give me a little. Deets, okay. Bro. Okay. I, I I thought maybe for the fiftieth episode we could do a little rundown. We'll go through the top fifty. Okay. Five hundred right. songs. We can't spend all. Day. I mean, we we do a fucking a special is what we'll do. The the breakdown of the full list. Yeah, it's a couple of monkeys like us that are totally plugged into the music world, right? That's what I mean. Yeah, a couple of couple of highly trained musical thinkers, right? I'm now. out here listening to Dancer. All right. All right. <laughs> now, are you ready? This is the fifth. This is the fifty greatest songs of all time according to Rolling Stone. Hit Number me. fifty. Number fifty starts off. We're, you're, we're coming out of left field right away. Daddy Yankees, Gasolina. Coming to make Gasolina. <laughs> yeah, that's the fiftieth like- greatest song of all time. I don't know about that. That's a banger song, but I don't know if I'd put that on a Rolling Stone list. Now, their their reasoning is, is that because that the time of that song came out in 2010, that it like launched like the the reinvigoration of reggaeton into into music that is now like everywhere. Okay, so like, they have they have yeah. some write up and some warrant about. Okay, That's why the point. The list was right. the list was made with industry people, and there was like impact and you know stuff like that. Although, of course, no, we'll hang out there. Number 49, Lauren Hill's "Doo Wop." That thing. Oh, that's a great song. Great song. Great song here. Radiohead, Idiotech, 48. Don't know the song, really. Don't know Radiohead. I know they're popular, though. Although of all the Radiohead songs that I do know, I, I don't know. I, I There's little previews of them on the list, too. It's like 30 seconds. I'm a creep. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. Yeah. What am I doing here? I, I do not belong. I do here. not belong here. 47, Elton John, Tiny Dancer, right? 
Yeah. Oh, that's a fucking that's there a go. Tony Danza, baby. Now are you now now hold now, me closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> 46 MIA's paper planes. That's a fucking good song, but I don't know if I'd put it up on a 46 best yeah, song a, of all time. Like we got Beethoven and Mozart out here, and then you got a girl with like a fucking little bit of a an English accent putting up a hip hop song. I a don't song know. about literally like robbing people and like yeah, with a sure. ching ching, with a ching ching. Oh yeah, that was that made that that was the really the the the. Sometimes I be stone. sitting on planes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the 49th greatest song so, of so, all time. Sometimes. <laughs> well, all right. Let's see how you feel about this. Number forty-five, Kendrick Lamar's "All Right." All right, really? Yeah. Uh, of all his songs, I was a little. I mean, I, I mean, all right. It was. <laughs> Giving it a lot of points here, apparently, according to the according to the blur, because of the timing of it in the early sort of peak of Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter movements that the song came out, that whole album and all that. And yeah, I got to refrain from not singing each song every time you name it. Like, oh, yeah, I, I know well, we can always that. we can always edit it out when you say something you shouldn't. Forty four, Michael Jackson, Billy Jean. See, like that's 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 a song on this list. So that's, like, a, that's a song on this list. Swish. Facts. That's a swish. How are you gonna put Billie Jean and Paper Planes in the same? Like, I'm sorry. Within two of each other. Okay. I yeah. I like Paper Planes. That's a banger song. But Billie Jean is just. Mm, it's forty three. Classic. Forty three. The Temptations. My girl. Mm, I probably know that song. Oh yeah yeah okay right. Okay, see, like, uh, I, that's that's a baseline. You say what could make me feel this way? This pod, this pod. Older, <laughs> how, old are, how old are the people that listen to this show? Are they even going to know that? Uh, people don't know my girl. I mean, I'm not the most musically knowledgeable ever, but I mean, that's everybody's heard my girl. Fair enough. All right. What's 42? 42. Bob Marley redemption song. I mean, that to oh, okay. me should be yes. like that. That's got to be like top 10. But okay. yeah, like if we're talking about like political affiliation and like impact and like, they come yeah, on, you'd think so. But come 41, on. Joy Division's Love Will Tear Us Apart. Now, okay. You, do you know the song? I, I do. But like, Love will tear us apart again. it's like a 1980s. Like that's the only part I know, actually, is that literally well, that's, that. That's all I know, too. <laughs> <laughs> Number 40, Jimi Hendrix, All Along the Watchtower. Oh, that's a, yeah. another. Now this song. is. I like this one. This one. This one for me. I've liked that it made it in top fifty. Number thirty nine. Outcast. Bombs over Baghdad. Oh, what a good song! What dude. a great what a fucking good beats. songs. What a great tunes. That's a fucking cute twelve year old me sitting on my carpet in my one, living room. <laughs> Bombs over Baghdad. Not realizing even what I'm saying. Being like Baghdad's a Baghdad's a country and they're getting bombed. Ha <laughs> ha. What's also funny is that that song came out in two thousand. So. So the reference of bombs over Baghdad isn't even the 20 year war that we have spent most of our lives aware of. The 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 references of that is is not even it's they're talking about the previous time. They're talking about senior, not junior over there. That's right. Jesus Uh, Christ. Senior press, junior war, apparently. So George Dub, it lives on. (laughs) We stay winning like George Dub. Bad hip hop lines. Bomb them again. Thirty-eight. Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Like yeah. an Otis Redding song should be on this list. Thirty-seven. Prince and the Revolution. When doves cry. Well, 
you know, songs that everybody played after he died and act like they were big fucking Prince fans, you know? It's, yeah. Oh, I love Prince. I discovered him in don't. 2014. Uh, 36. And this, I mean, influence wise, you're going to know, right? White Stripes, Seven Nation Army. I mean, oh, yes. Every sports stadium on earth now uses that riff. And and how many places it's, it is all over the all it's, over the fucking place it speaks to the simplicity of music and really how strong just chord progression and shit can be man like you don't have to create this incredibly you know detailed yada yada it can be very basic to our monkey brains and it's going to yeah. be a banger yeah it just is what it is man yeah, like this guy jack white sitting around one day sometime in the early 2000s with his guitar just like Bum, and then he yells bum, at his wife, bum, hey, bum, I'm going to need you to just hit the same fucking bum, drum pattern eight times in a row. Bum. All right. I think I believe that's his sister. It's his sister. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was his woman. Oh, <laughs> moving on. 35th, Little Richard, Tutti Frutti. Tutti Frutti. Real throwback. I mean, that is that's that's a little before. That's my grandpa. I'd be like, that's a fucking great song. Wait, what is it? Oh, the, the famous the famous lyric from tutti frutti is a wop bop a loop mop a good goddamn grab me a mic and slap my damn but um <laughs> <laughs> it's 1955 baby uh-huh. 34th james brown papa's got a brand new bag okay 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 33 chuck berry johnny be good okay again that's like original classic rock like 32nd the notorious big which song do you think uh, i'm gonna say hypnotize no, no, Come on the, the Papa, like juicy. Oh, OK. OK, well, like, oh, fair enough. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It was all a dream. Thirty one. The Rolling Stones. I can't get no satisfaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number 30. Lord Royals. Really? I don't. I'm, I, I mean, sonically, musically, <sighs> it's it is a good it's a good headphones kind of beat, but I. 30th best song ever. This is why I can't do these these lists, dog. I can't. I could never put Lord above Biggie. I just can't. Could you put Lord just behind 29, Dr. Dre, nothing but a G thing? Oh, see, like, I'm so biased. I'm so biased. Uh, behind? Yeah, of course. But not in front of Biggie. I just Tw- can't. 28th, The Talking Heads, Once in a Lifetime. Okay. Do you know the song? I actually the, don't think I do. Uh, it's I've the, heard the name, but as I don't know the, the song. days go by. One, 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 oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. It literally okay, just, played my mom's most played song, like when I was growing up. Like Deserving of a spot. Yeah. But 28th? I mean, okay. I mean, it's a pretty famous song. It's been in like a fifth, like 5,000 fucking movies in the last 20 years, probably. 27th, Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run. Okay. Yeah. See, this is like, we're getting to the point now where like, if, if you're not a music head, you're just arguing about what genre really you like better. Like, Pretty much. 26, this... Joni Mitchell, A Case of You. I, I know Again, some people no. may be Joni Mitchell fan. I don't I, Not that I have anything against her. I just never. You know. Yo, where's Annie Lennox on this list? Yo? I actually don't remember seeing any Annie Lennox. Sorry. I, so but I didn't. I don't. I can't remember the whole list. 25th. Are you ready? We're, we're buckle yourself we back go. up this one. Here we go. Kanye West and Pusha T, Runaway. Oh, actually, great song, but I'm surprised that that's the song that they chose, to be honest with you. Also, did you know Pete Rock helped write that? I did, actually. Did I actually you? did know that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. I listened to a Pete Rock interview about that. 24th, The Beatles, A Day in the Life. The Beatles, you can splatter them all over this list. They're going to be, yeah, they're going to be in top 10 for sure. 23rd, David Bowie's Heroes. Okay. 22nd, The Ronettes, Be My Baby. I don't know it. Mm, I think I do. 
This one's not sure. This one, I, I feel like when they were making the list, they had to put high, but they also probably had no idea how high to put it. 21st, Billy Holiday's Strange Fruit. Yeah, like that's got to be up there. Like it has that, to, to be me, somewhere been, in that. Maybe should have been higher even, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, strange considering because coming in at 20 is Robin Dancing on My Own, a Swedish disco queen from 2010. I don't The I don't 20th know I know greatest that. song. One spot again. I mean, Billie Holiday writes a song that is so socially impactful that the FBI basically chases her into the grave for the rest of her life. And that comes in one spot behind Swedish disco queen Robin from 2010. Doug, Doug, we're talking about, okay, this, the, where's the Mozart? Where's the Beethoven? We're talking about the greatest songs of all time. Well, I'm sorry. I wondered too. I wondered too through this whole list. There was no point in it where I was like, there's no like, you know, Beethoven symphony, symphonies, no, no, uh, I don't know. Mozart, not like, like we're talking about dudes that if they were alive today would be absolute global superstars. <laughs> Like dudes who like invented like what? baselines for Christ's sakes. What would, what would Mozart? What would Beethoven be today? Would he be like a like a electro DJ? Like some Euro? No, he would fucking... be no no no. He would be actually hardcore heavy metal. Beethoven would be hardcore heavy metal, bro. He was huge, huge, huge into like large symphonics, uh, really big in bass lines. So um, he'd be some like grungy, like dirt, like European, like you'd have to go to some, uh, we go to Europe, we go to the clubs and like, yo, we should, there's this guy, this underground dude, man, like fucking Germany, yo, he's fucking get this, bro. Gang, get this, bro. Go. He's deaf, dog. He's fucking he's deaf fucking and he shreds. No, that's exactly what Beethoven would be. <laughs> All right, what's number 19? Bring us into the top 20. John here. Lennon's Imagine. Okay, well, like, that's a song I want to, like, yeah, that's a top 20 song. 18, Prince Isn't Done, Purple Rain. Okay, again. 17, banger. 17, and arguably too low, because, again, The Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. Where's Eminem? Lose, where's Lose Yourself by Eminem? <laughs> I did somewhere in here, probably. <laughs> 16th is Beyonce's Crazy in Love. Ahead of Bohemian Rhapsody and yeah, no, Imagine. I'm sorry. No. Like I'm, like, I'm sorry. Although that is one of the most famous riffs, tunes. Like, everybody knows. A thousand times out of a thousand. Number 15, The Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand. It's a song that yeah. made them popular in America. That literally launched them into... Uh, the Kinks, Waterloo Sunset. I don't mm, know that. I don't know that song. I don't know the Kinks. Uh, 13, The Rolling Stones, Gimme Shelter. Sure. Sure. Self-titled yeah. list, no, right? Like Number 12. Yeah. <laughs> number 12, <laughs> Stevie Wonder's Superstition. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like 11, The Beach Boys, God Only Knows. Okay. Now we're getting into the, this is the territory that this is matters this for is, how this I is feel top about 10. your list. This is top 10. This is serious. 10, Outcast. Hey, yeah. Fuck yes. Two outcast songs in the top 50. Shout out three stacks and big boy. Get ready. Get ready. You're going to the end of the list is real fun. Nine Fleetwood Fleetwood Mac dreams. Okay. That one that's everywhere. That we got literally popular this summer with the cranberry juice guys and all that too. So number eight, Missy Elliott's get your freak on. Really? Yes. They got Missy. Now the reasoning is this song came out in 2001. And at the time it was like way ahead of its time. Sound wise, like the whole like that, and then the like weird, like DJ mixes of it where it like plays forward and backwards and forward. And they're like, fuck all that is what they said. It was, yeah, I'm a fly girl. You know, I got my nails done, got my hair did. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Number seven, the Beatles, strawberry fields forever. 
Okay, uh, a worthy top ten. But I would—I don't know if I'd put that song out of all the Beatles that's catalog. The number one Beatles song out of all of them is "Strawberry." Really? I mean, kind of a defining song for them, but I still not sure. Okay, it's up for debate, right? Number six, Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Well, there you go. What's mm. going on? Number five, uh, Nirvana. Smells like Teen Spirit. Worthy defining worthy. song of a generation yeah worthy probably. that is an entire like 90s movement 90s right there. Absolutely right summed there. up perfectly 100%. number four bob dylan like a rolling stone okay again uh-huh. not my jam but like i get it like number I get it. four greatest song of all time number three and our, my opinion should be number one sam cook a change is gonna come just one of the greatest songs ever written. Sam Cooke is one of those dudes that does not get the flowers that he deserves, man. No, not at all. Not one at of those, all. He's one of those uh, brushed aside in history in terms of mainstream music kind of people because, you know, anyway, number two, Public Enemy. Fight the power. Wow. Really? Public Enemy? Okay, well, then I know what number one is, obviously. Do you? It's yeah, it's Darude Sandstorm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if you, I was half looking here being like, if you, <laughs> if you just whip this out, the number one greatest song of all time, according to Rolling Stones list is Aretha Franklin's respect. Really? R E S P C T. That P- ain't mean shit to me. P O D C A S T. Fucking won't you listen to me? P O D C E A A S T. Fuck. You can't even spell. Uh, you can't, I even can't spell. spell the word. Second Aretha, second Aretha second Franklin second would be second rolling second in second her grave. Uh, is she dead? I don't know. Probably. She's old and made music a long time ago. Maybe she did. I guess so. That's guess number so. one. Eh? Respect. Okay. Written by Otis Redding, by the way. Makes sense, actually. Apparently. Aretha wow. Franklin dead? <laughs> dead question mark? Could have just asked your Google. Now, she, she died three years ago. Three years. Ago. Oh, so not that long ago. Well, wow. rest in peace, Aretha. Yeah, shit. Number one Motown song of all time. Vibes. Now, I did. I did skim the list for a couple of fun extra little ones for you because there's so much in there. Now, uh, Ray Charles, Georgia on my mind is number two eighty three. Okay. Where's lose yourself, bro? Where Ray, is lose yourself? Ray Charles, Georgia on my mind is two eighty three. Drake and Rihanna's Take Care two sixty seven. Sixteen <sighs> spots ahead of Georgia on my mind by Ray Charles. Okay. Benny King's Stand by Me. One of the most famous songs ever written. Yeah, like how is that? Number 131. Drake's Hold On, We're Going Home. Number 129. Okay, I'm going to be really honest. Like, I'm from Toronto. I like Drake. I would not put any of his songs anywhere close to the top all-time he songs never, ever. You, you, think, you think Drake has a song that's better than Stand By Me in terms of all-time yeah. music? Like, fuck off with Bill that Withers, shit. my boy, Bill Withers, Lean On Me, another all-time. Yeah. 236, okay? Whole 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 doll parts number 208 28 spots ahead a song from whole 28 spots ahead of bill weathers lean on me okay like where's like, the google where's the google dolls huh <laughs> where's where's alanis morissette you know where's sugar ray's greatest hits man i mean where's um, kobe tell me how my ass tastes <laughs> <laughs> coming in at number 322 there's a little section here as well that i want to get to, yeah i want to get to here this is sort of the 150 to 135 section here so 150 is green day's basket case elton john's rocket band led zeppelin's cashmere which is one of their famous most famous fats domino's yeah. blueberry hill james taylor's fire and rain outcast miss jackson jumping jack flash by the stones 
the clash, London calling 143. This is this is working down from 150, right? 142, George Jones. He stopped loving her the other day. 141, Rod Stewart's Maggie May. 140, Bob Marley, No Woman, No Cry. Madonna's Vogue. Blondie's Heart of Glass. 137, after all the songs I just listed, a lot of greats there, you know? Mm-hmm. Number oh, yeah, 137, absolutely. ahead of all of them, Ariana Grande's Thank You, next. Well, I... Man, how old are the people making this list? Which, by the way, has eight writers. This strikes me as a panel of like 45 year old dudes who dress like they're 18. Eight you people I mean? wrote that song. Otis Redding and Aretha Franklin together wrote the one of the great songs ever, but it took eight people to write. Thank you. Next. That, that's the music industry in a nutshell right there. Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind was 100. Kelly Clarkson's Since You've Been Gone. Was, uh, Kelly Clarkson was 93. I can't breathe for the first time. Seven spots better than than blowing in the wind is since you've been gone. No, like well, this. No wonder the the comment section is a fucking kerfuffle. And just, <laughs> oh, it's like, a, it's a shit show. It is. I mean, any list, the most engagement heavy thing. This is probably the most engaged with thing on the Internet this whole week. Right. Because any lists you make anything a list and people are like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, you just no. put Kelly Clarkson ahead of Bob Dylan. Yeah, that's gonna be enraging some old white people for sure. Oh. For sure. Wow. Right, rightfully so, though. That is your Rolling Stone 500. In honor of 50 episodes, here's 50 songs out of a 500 list. It's a lot of round numbers for everybody to enjoy together. But so we got music. All right, let me hit you with a let me hit you with a film here. Okay, so, so the Cannes Film Fest uh, just went on here, and uh, top billing went to a movie about a girl fucking a car and having its baby. Now, oh, what, uh, this yes, isn't you one of your correct. random question scenarios. No, this is not. The movie is called uh, Titan, so Titan with an E. It's a French indie psychological horror from uh, director Julia Ducournau. Now it follows a woman who, after experiencing a car accident in her youth, goes up to have a uh, peculiar relationship. Car with fetish. Cars. Spoilers, she wants to fuck her car. Yes. Now, I guess she gets into an accident as a child and it, it starts this fetishization. Um, so I, ch- I checked out the trailer oh, and it looks to be like she's some sort of Merton out. It's it's unsettling. I'm going to post the trailer on Twitter. Okay. It's 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 a little uh, unsettling. So I think she's some sort of fucking serial killer or something. But she also bangs her fucking car. So I don't know how these tie together. She, is this like she rides a stick shift? What is this? She she sucks apparently to the back bumper and just fucking from what I read from the the uh, one of the reviews here is that she pretty much wants to do everything with the car. The whole thing is sexualized. So here's a quote from one of the reviewers. Oh, did I mention that she's pregnant with the offspring of a car that she has sex with and that she's lactating ink black oil? Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know what to you fucking know, tell you, you know, about this. You know, all the time I, I see ads for things for TV and movies and, and everything. And, and all I can think is, you know, they're out of there's just no truly creative and original ideas. And and I, I appreciate it because today you have shown me that, yes, there absolutely are still some very imaginative ideas out there. <laughs> so thank you. Really? Hey, Spike Lee was on one of the fucking uh, one of the panel judges here and. They gave it top billing. So obviously the movie's decent. Now apparently critics are pretty divided on it with people being like <laughs> people being like it's a great film and other people being like, what the fuck am I watching? 
it's got great like it's 93 on rotten tomatoes like it's it looks i'm gonna watch it for sure once it comes out and like over here and like i can stream it or whatever i'm gonna check it out well those tomatoes certainly ain't rotten i mean 93 percent a 93 percent rated movie about a woman who fucks a car and gets pregnant and then lactates motor oil i mean i'm having a feeling that 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 part is like a in her brain thing and she's not actually gonna give birth to a is this car. like she's an insane person and like she's not actually pregnant by the car is this like some uh, fight club ending kind of thing are we calling it i i, I don't know and i kind of didn't want to spoil enough of it because i was like i need to fucking see this shit oh, yeah. <laughs> i want to so. go in i want to go in cold man i don't want to yeah. know what's coming oh uh, yeah so uh madness. again absolute the f- madness the film was called titan like titan with an e is it a is, sorry is it a like a french language yep. film like subtitles it's, a, it's an indie psychological horror film so it's definitely going to be in french for sure okay um it's funny because the trailer actually has no no dialogue no nothing it's just this haunting like like you're slow into it sonic yeah man you're like I, I i and I, I was playing it and Haley, my girl's in the other room she's like what is everything okay over there like what are you listening to i'm like why are you crying while you watch this movie trailer <laughs> don't worry about it uh I don't know. All I saw is there's a scene really quickly where she's walking through her house carrying a fire poker and dragging it on the ground. So I'm like, okay, somebody's oh, getting okay. their dome is the camera in. shot is the camera shot like from the floor, like a hotter. Like, you yes, of course, yes, yes, of course. You Dude, know exactly what professional it is. filmmakers right here. You and I. Eh? Somebody's getting dummied with a fire poker. <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> the eerie sound of a dragging. Yeah, but you don't get into the sound. It's just like these fucking like harrowing shots and just. But we do boom, like boom. horror episodes of this podcast. Like for October, we'll just like take the mics and be like. Coming this October. Coming this spooktober. <laughs> now, do you have a do you have a lust for violence? Uh, evidently, after the movie, I want to see. I guess so. <laughs> do you have a lust for chaos? <laughs> yes, that's a better way to put it. A Kansas state legislator accused of kicking a high school student in the testicles. Guilty. <laughs> I'm sorry. For, sorry. <laughs> let it let it ruminate, marinate man gets hit nuts with football you know (laughs) just my bar is low has pled guilty monday to three lesser misdemeanor charges of disorderly conduct and was placed on a year's probation under a deal with a local prosecutor republican representative mark samsel also agreed not to use social media for personal purposes or have any contact with the high school student who said he was kicked and another student who complained of an interaction with samsel the lawmaker also agreed to write letters of apology to both students now, obviously, do you get some details with this or is this just like, yeah, I'm just I'm just laying a, I'm just putting a nice layer of soil down for you here. OK, let's like, let let's, one grow. let's grow up. Samsel, on it because you want to go? You, we get to glow up on this one. We're going to grow up. That's what okay. I'm saying, dog. Fertilize Samsel has bitch. faced three misdemeanor criminal charges of battery following what the local prosecutor described as, quote, rude, insulting or angry interactions with two students during an April 28th art class at the high school in his hometown of Wellsville. The lawmaker said in a Facebook post last month month that, quote, extreme stress caused him to have, quote, an isolated episode of mania with psychotic features in a classroom. It's always the it's not my fault. I did that. I'm just completely insane. (sighs) Pleading insanity again. eh? Shout out to the lawyers. I'm just having some mental health stuff. That's why I got naked in front of my webcam while I was working as a legislator. Like, it's the same excuse. It's always it's always a mental health crisis. You people you're cheap- are in charge of making laws. You're cheapening it for the people who really have breakdowns and masturbate on their work Zoom calls. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, some of us are actually stressed. We're not just using it as a filter to kick kids in the nuts. Now, 
He said, I just want to say I'm sorry for what happened during a 12 minute court district district court hearing. I never intended I never intended to hurt anyone. You sure? Maybe you sure about that? The, the kid, Maybe the kick the kid in his assholes. You know? There you go. Now, this is this is this is the blossoming here. Videos shot by students on April 28th and provided by a parent showed Samsel talking about suicide, God and sex in a noisy classroom. Fucking a suicide, God and sex. Come back for our next episode. Oh, I, I can just imagine being on my locker after that class being like, did you fucking hear what that motherfucker said today? His wife left him. His dog died. He's talking about God, sex, killing himself, kicked one of the kicked Jimmy in the balls. Just just out of pow. No, no reason. Like <laughs> whatever the kid, wonder what the kid said. What According to the deputy's affidavit, Samson said he, quote, demonstrated a kick. <laughs> sure. For one boy who had disrupted class but did not kick him. The deputy also wrote that Samson said God told him to do what he did. This guy's all over the fucking map. Yeah, I was about to say, dude, like, yo, keep it together, bro. You're making it difficult on your lawyer. I'm stressed. I'm having a nervous break. God told me to do it. I didn't actually kick him. I was just pretending to kick him. This sounds like a guy who literally is like tweaked out and just kicked a kid in the nuts. And this is his defense. Like on cocaine, right? Like, oh, it sounds like it. Just how do you how do you talk to your kids about suicide unless it's in one of those like, listen, uh, one of your classmates killed themselves and we're gonna we have to talk about it one of those talks how do you in any other way shape or form does it get brought up and and you just like you're casually... a lawmaker you get invited to your own high your old high school you show up you imagine they're probably like oh he's like you're one of our pride graduates he's he's a he's a state legislator now like come on in we'd be with the kids would love to hear from you imagine <laughs> what it's like to get out of this podunk fucking town here this would be great come on in he shows up the, probably sweaty and late smoking and like, it's like okay kids um so like you know a lot of you kids are like killing yourself these days but like you don't have to kill yourselves because like god loves you dude god loves you doesn't want you to fuck either so don't fuck love god don't kill yourselves hey are you texting my class come here plow <laughs> you know i'm gonna I've go had, back uh, to making laws i'm gonna go back to determining the course of society bye I've heard teachers tell kids that they're, you know, they're being a bitch, but I've never seen a teacher get up and fucking full of kick a kid in the testicles. What was the worst thing you ever saw a teacher do? Can you? Oh, remember? okay. I actually can. Uh, grade three. No, three. Grade, three, grade two or grade three. Uh, our French teacher. Uh, I went to Catholic school, so we do French the whole way up. And somebody was talking. It was this kid, Ian. Ian Wolfkowski or some shit like that. He was in the back and he was like just talking. And the teacher turned around and threw chalk at him and it hit him. In, no, seriously. And it hit him in the face. Um, and she was like super pissed and she left and we'd never seen her again. So we all thought, hang on, it gets better. We all thought she got fired for the chalk thing. Now she went on administrative leave because she actually had cancer and didn't tell any of us. And she was like, couldn't deal with it. And fucking you snapped. Fuck, you little shits drove her over the edge. Apparently. So this Ian. isn't the worst thing a teacher ever did. This is the worst thing you little fucking asshole kids did. <laughs> uh, we've had teachers have affairs at our school. One teacher had to leave. Um, what else have we had? Uh, we've had teachers generally be assholes, but a lot I don't of think screamers, it... right? Like a lot of angry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But a lot of the times that I've seen screamer angry, like there's been a kid that pushed them over the edge. Sure. You know, it's they there's it's warranted. I had a French teacher in in elementary school who wants same thing just kids being annoying and not you know i speak french and these these fucking anglo kids don't give the time of day to learn one of our nation's languages because they're just stupid just turn around with a clipboard and just 
slammed it on the desk, smashed the thing to pieces. The kid was just like, so you can imagine the sound of a plastic clipboard hitting a, a wooden desk table at oh, full yeah. strength and like a clean clap, like, like perfect flat on flat contact was just like the acoustics of it. Like you'd think like you thought a mortar strike had hit the classroom. Oh, actually, the, I, I, a teacher, a teacher actually put his hands on a kid, um, but not not to beat him. Um, he was trying to, like, stop him from jumping at a window. Oh, OK. And it turned into this. Yeah, I ended up getting fired for it, though. It turned into like this thing. There was I think there's more to it that didn't get brought out. But yeah, the kid that threatened to jump at the window is now a crackhead and shit. So it's like it makes sense. You know, I feel bad for Mr. Miller losing his job. You were a good guy, bro. You're a terrible basketball coach, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Look, just because you had hoop dreams that didn't come. I mean, no wonder he's a bad basketball coach. I was a starting point guard for Christ's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Anywho. understand why I can't win with this five foot four, you know, 14 year old here with no skill. No oh. skill. What are we going to do? Such uh, is the life. Now, I guess uh, I guess these days and age, man, companies are so desperate to fill jobs due to the COVID pandemic and everything, right? that they are no longer going to be testing for marijuana in a lot of places. They're getting rid of drug ah. tests. So in a survey that came out Tuesday from staffing from Manpower Group, uh, 9% of employees worldwide said that they are eliminating job screenings or drug tests in order to attract and retain talent. In a current consulting group poll leader, uh, released this year, 36% of the respondents who were planning to remove medical marijuana, sorry, remove marijuana from their drug testing panels said it was because, quote unquote, we are experiencing delays and cannot fill positions due to high marijuana positives. Now, it's only gotten harder since uh, the companies are trying to find work, you know, during the shortage and marijuana is legal in a lot of states now. Right. So that's become an issue yeah. in, uh, in our southern uh, counterparts down there in America. And you said even, worldwide, though, right? Exactly. Now, this okay. is the, I'm just, you know, keeping it yeah. closer to home, hey. too. Now, Amazon has even announced that they're going to stop testing for marijuana, but they'll still do their impairment checks. And, you know, if plays can do an accident, yada, yada, yada. Point being is that motherfuckers, too many people's failing their job for smoking weed. That's how I got my job in the first place. So like, this is just a the cultural like shift that's going on, right? Like it's worldwide yep. that they're having to cut back, but that's probably also because major, you know, major economic powers are now legalizing it. So one by one, the cultural thing and even other places are like, Hey, wait, they're, they've got legal weed and they're all fine. What the fuck's going on? Why can't we do that too? That's, that's, that's good news. Only weed though. Right. I, uh, you know, yeah. it's not like they're, they're not like letting coke heads. They're like, not letting meth and coke slide, I guess. Amazon should, should, have a drug test where you have to be on some sort of amphetamine absolutely like you're not on speed you're not gonna make it here we're gonna need you to literally run 34 kilometers in an eight-hour shift is that uh possible like job job requirements ability to work for 12 hours straight with zero breaks ability to retain urine for 12 hours Drug use. <laughs> just just a line. Just drug must, use. Must be heavily addicted to some sort of speed or amphetamine of some sort, right? Like gotta meet those quotas. Gotta get these prime deliveries out. What if the Amazon just had a whole army of employees and they were all on speed? Like some Hitler, like you know, like Nazi Germany soldier thing where they're like, what if we put them all on drugs? It's like Jeff Bezos is like, oh how yeah. we get robot. This is how we get robot workers, dog. They're What's just gonna... cheaper, the robot workers or the methed up Amazon employees? Oh, well, do you, do you have to pay them health care? Mm, 
If no, then we know the answer. Oh, sorry. Methamphetamine addiction is a pre-existing condition. Sorry. We can't yeah, cover you. We don't cover that. But I started after I worked here. Uh, no, you were yeah. genetically predisposed. Yeah, sorry. Predisposed, excuse me. I can't Pre- even fucking predis- speak. Hey, we've both been doing a good job today. Huh? Speaking That's all right. A little dribble. A little dribble in here. little drib drab. Never hurt anybody. No, I got more violence for you. I love violence. Shoot me in the face. Let's go. Pandering for more Canadian listeners, too, since this is a hockey related story. Since Gun nobody, control. Nobody in Canada listens to the show, apparently. So shame, Matt. Shame for shame. Shame. So it's like our name and our logo and all that stuff. Anyway, normal so hockey, in the hockey game, world. A normal hockey game lasts 60 minutes unless right. a team is so astonished by the level of violence coming from the other side of the rink that they call it after 39. Call it? What do you mean, call it? What started as a peaceful interleague preseason matchup on Sunday between the Vienna Capitals and the HK Nitra deteriorated into an on-ice spectacle of dirty, cheap hits and piles of bodies fighting for revenge. That is the kind of sports talk I like to hear. Getting my ears perked up over here. That's right. That's right. People kicking the shit out of each other. Dropping the mitts. Yeah. Busting yeah. lips. You know what that's I'm saying? All, that's what we're all about around here. Round numbers and people getting the shit kicked out of them. Fuck yeah. <laughs> From dirty clips to the side of a player's head to swatting at another dude's hand with a stick like it was a housefly. This is actually straight from this was a journalist's writing by the way, that I'm reading to you. It was seemingly an unrelenting amount of unsportsmanlike violence coming from Vienna. Unrelenting amounts of unsportsmanlike conduct. Was this for you? It's a UFC match. Yeah. Apparently, after all the carnage and a total of 17 penalty minutes, it's not really that many, actually. But he wrote it like it was a lot. But 17, 17, the, nothing. What the it's fuck? Like, it's like three fighting penalties in a minor. Like it's nothing. An instigator. <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh, no biggie. Yeah, but no, yeah, but barely anything. That's one game misconduct right there. It's 10 minutes. You know, one fight, <laughs> extra minor, maybe a hook. That's 17. Dude, nothing, bud. <laughs> Barely three players off the ice there, bud. Ty Domi had 40 a game one time, bud. (laughs) Oh, I remember back in the day there. There Guys used to rack up 20, 30 penalty minutes. Nothing. (laughs) There are no official reports on any serious injuries caused by by Vienna, but one player who was viciously taken out on HK Nitro was a kid named Simon Nemich, who's apparently a projected top five pick in the 2022 NHL draft. So this kid's got stories. Oh, he's he's got skills. We need uh, some hockey, indie hockey podcasters out there to uh, to go ask them about the penalty minutes there. You know, you're a real really hoser. Happened. You're a real hoser there, bud. Uh, I can't break out of it now. I'm stuck. <laughs> stuck, in, <laughs> stuck in hoser mode. Help me. <laughs> I can't fucking hockey. Eh? Here we go. Another episode. Oh, God. You should be playing fucking Olay over there. Just Olay, 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 Olay. I mean, that's that's real. That's real hockey from back when the men played the sport, you know, back before the league was taken over by these fucking pussies here. Yeah. When you had fucking scars in your face with a bunch of stitches and no teeth left because you played goalie in the 40s. I got no teeth and a bunch of scars. Crack another fucking Molson there, bud. Bar down. Top Ched. Stop. <laughs> so they they called a game because there was just too much yeah, fighting, too much violence. Apparently, this that's this one fucking team was kicking the other weak, team's bro. ass. That's weak. Let them fucking fight. Yo, speaking I mean. speaking of which, did you see uh, that Netflix documentary? It's um, that just came out about the minor league hockey team. I yeah. was actually in that article about oh. that. They mentioned it, and I was going to bring that up to you. Yeah, there's this. Owned by owned by some mobs, mob bosses, like 17 year old son bought a 
so a mob boss bought a team bought a minor league hockey team put it in their like small town in in i think it was connecticut danbury connecticut yeah, yeah and then named his 17 year old son who was a goon on a hockey like as the fucking president and like general manager wait he was a goon like a mob goon or a hockey no goon? like a hockey goon in high school and he got hurt and he couldn't play anymore and he was like sad so his dad was like i know where i can launder some money i'm gonna buy a fucking hockey team they're called, I think they're called the bruiser. No, the trash, the trashers. Trashers, yeah. They're the called trashers. the trashers. And their whole thing is that like they just beat this shit out of every it's fucking great. You've got to watch it. The first player they signed was like a 40-something year old uh Brent Gretzky, Wayne yeah. Gretzky's brother. Like, like the kid had a had a fucking knack for theatrics and and press conference. Yeah. For somebody that knows zero about how to run shit, kid did all right. Hey, Check it out. Worth your American fucking time. Dream. Worth it's, your fucking time, bro. It's the American dream, right? Buy something and then just talk a lot of shit like it's big and people are like, whoa. Drugs or COVID? I say drugs. I say drugs, drugs right? Always drugs. Drugs, for sure. Yeah. Now, apparently, according to some studies here, uh, college students are actually drinking less during the pandemic, but their use of weed psychedelics are at record highs. Hey. I, I, I see zero surprises in this. I just like when I have studies backing up my fucking... You know, monkey monkey brain theories here. But uh, a study reported that 44% of the people surveyed uh, in college students said that they used weed in 2020. Or sorry, that their uh, usage in weed in 2020 compared to this year has gone up by quite a large number. Now, daily or nearly daily marijuana usage saw an increase too. So it rose 8% over the last, uh, from 5% over the last five years, as I butcher this fucking reading here. Good. Now, reported alcohol use among college students dropped from 62% to 56 Uh okay. Binge drinking, a common extracurricular activity, of course, that we used to love doing. common extracurricular <laughs> We used to love doing. Goes on your indulging. transcript. That's right. Goes on your transcript. Uh, has decreased from 32% to 24%. Uh, study has also discovered that an increase in psychedelic drug use among college students has risen from 5% to 9%. Now, wait, wait, wait. This is this is got to be because alcohol and binge drinking is social. Like, absolutely. You, you get hammered at the bar. You get hammered with your friends. When you're stuck at home and you got nothing to do, that's when you want to smoke some weed or <laughs> do some shrooms or drop acid. That's more mellow. But like you're, people can't interact. They can't go out to the bars. They can't party. They don't drink. So they chill at home and do psychs. That's that's the way of the world. You can be at home and you can have because binge drinking for them is defined as having five or more drinks in an outing at least oh. once. <laughs> OK, so, yeah, it's a low bar. If you're home by yourself, you might have two, three. You know what I'm saying? Four, maybe even you might you might hit five. Yeah. But most people, you have a couple if you're by yourself, by yourself. You got some buddies over different story, right? Yeah. Now, John Schulenberg, a psychology professor at U.M., said pretty much exactly what you just said it's it's it seems to be obvious he's quoted as saying we clearly oh. see that young people use alcohol as something to be taken at parties and gatherings oh so with the pandemic those aren't happening so alcohol intake and binge drinking has dropped wow yeah and now we got more space cadets that want to how do you, how does this professor feel that some jackass on a podcast knew the answer before he even Sometimes you just need the data to back up the, the hypothesis. That's right. My All friend. about the data. All about the data. You're the numerologist, but it makes sense. I I don't know. I I mean, and it makes total sense. It makes complete fucking sense. Shit, oh. man. My my weed usage probably fucking shot up too. That's right. I'm going anywhere? That's staying right. at home. Stuck at home. Grab your vape pens. Yeah, look at you. You're vaping THC now over there. You're in the I future, man. I, I'm really. Uh, 
I'm really behind on the times because I should have been doing this a long time ago. So convenient. You it's, know? it's convenient, but it makes me so sleepy. So, so sleepy. Yeah. And I got a football game. I'm going to have to start watching in, you know, the next 15, 20 minutes, which is just like, <laughs> uh, I hope it, I hope they're not kicking ass. Like I want my team to do badly for most of the game. So I can be like, come on, keep it entertaining. I don't oh, want to nap through the fourth quarter. Well, I, I don't have any phone notifications from fucking my no, fantasy Why are you checking team, your so. phone? You're not why supposed you to check your phone, you idiot. We don't play till 425. I don't give a fuck. Oh, okay. That's fine. Now, yeah. speaking of fandoms, I've got, I'm going to close us out on, you know, somebody. We're a fan of a lot of big figures on planet Earth, you know. Are you a Kim Jong-un fan? I don't think I could say fan, but. Big fan? Uh, not a bit. I'm interested to hear where you go with it, though. A, a appreciator, you know? Pre- yeah, I'm an appreciator of a dictator. Yeah, let heard, me just so go on you, record. As- did you hear the news this past week? No, what happened? The unstoppable doing? sex machine dictator has been getting a lot of love this week. Oh, my God. People are really checking him out. Kim Jong-un? More like Kim Jong-un. <laughs> <laughs> From CBS North Korea. Oh, sorry, from CBS. From <laughs> yeah, North Korean CBS. Yeah, absolutely. I got to see that version of the mask singer. Yeah. North Korea held a parade on Thursday showcasing military dogs and virus workers in orange hazmat suits. But leader Kim Jong-un still managed to seize the spotlight by looking thinner and more energetic than he has in years. During the event late Wednesday, Kim, wearing a cream-colored suit and a shiny white tie, mm, emerged as the clock struck midnight. Make it a fucking oh, fucking entrance. baller. Yeah, come out. Shit. Let hey. people know. Hey. Fireworks go off. That's right. All your generals forced to salute or they get shot in the face. Kim's weight <laughs> loss became noticeable in June when he made his first public appearance in weeks to convene a ruling party meeting. Some North Korea watchers then said that Kim who's about five feet, eight inches tall, king at that height. Hey. Oh, had a boy. And has previously weighed 308 pounds, may have lost Excuse- somewhere between. I'm sorry. Uh, stop yourself. He was, he was 5'8", 308, apparently. 5'8", 300, bro? Come on, dog. Come on. He was putting it up. Hey, he's, he's a dictator. People just feed him. There's no food in the country except for him. So they dug. Just- I'm like five seven one eighty, and I'm like Jesus Christ, a my five, pants don't fit. <laughs> a five foot eight, three hundred pound dictator in a country where everybody is starving is just like it's, it's peak North Korea. It's peak North Korea. It's just peak human beings, like species, like this. Just we the just masses will stay a, placated while my plate stays full. <laughs> you can get it. You can get it that too. Now, they believe he may have lost somewhere between 25 and 45 pounds. Or they just subbed him out with a different dude and they didn't tell you that he died. Oh, it's him. No, it's it, it's him. So he probably got coronavirus and like literally got so sick. And then they like kept him alive and lost a lot of weight. It's like me in college when I got poisoned. I just oh, lost like gosh. 20 pounds in a week. I was like, yeah, ripped. <laughs> no fluids. <laughs> <laughs> just been sucking on this fucking mattress fume and dying on the floor. No biggie delicious kim's health is a focus of a keen outside of keen outside attention as the 37 year old leader hasn't publicly anointed a successor who would take control of north korea's advancing nuclear arsenal targeting asian rivals and the american homeland who do you think he should nominate i know who i think i'm curious who you think he should nominate as his successor 
who's famous in North Korea? I don't know who like who who's gonna take over North Korea. He the should, only guy I know is he Kim should Jong-un. nominate the only person he's ever been able to truly trust. Oh, love. Dennis Rodman. Of course. Right. Of course, the Rodman. Yeah, you can go run North Korea. How would you like Dennis Rodman to be the dictator of North Korea? I'd love it because I think he would genuinely flip that country on its head. As far as global politics, it probably would be a disaster. Somebody, so one of the other generals would like poison him with plutonium, like his first week. Like, do you think plutonium is going to kill Rodman? You know how much drugs that guy's done? <laughs> just... He fucked Madonna in the 90s, bro. Like, <laughs> the guy's unkillable. That's king shit. <laughs> That's the real king shit. <laughs> now, the, the concern about uh, Kim Jong un is that he's known for heavy drinking and smoking. I mean, no shit. But... No shit. Yeah. Comes from a family with a history of heart problems. His father and grandfather, who ruled North Korea before him, both died from heart issues. But I mean, I like my dictators to be fit, trim, and dripping, right? I mean, cream suit, white tie. Ooh. Style. Style. Trim fit. Ooh. Creamsicle over there. Mm. Like a Send, snack. Launch those rockets my way. I mean, ooh. Dictate my globe, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this has been episode 50 of the fucking A podcast. 50 shows. Thank you for joining us on this magical journey. Yeah. It's a uh, magical podcasting ride that continues every week. I am Dan. He is Matt. I am you, you are lock and I am stock. This is two smoking barrels, baby. Let's two get smoking it. barrels. That would have been a good, you know, that is it too late to change the name of the podcast? Two smoking barrels. No, it's not. <laughs> I like that. Spin off. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us. 50 episodes of fucking A. 50, 100, 500. 500, 500 100. It doesn't matter. You're here with us and we That's appreciate right. Matt, that. You're here with me and I appreciate that too. Email the podcast, fnehpodcast at gmail.com. What did you think of the Rolling Stones? Top, the, not the Rolling Stones, Rolling Stone apostrophe s it's the top, same shit we all know uh, is the magazine actually affiliated with the band not at all i like i it's have you looked it, that up before is that like a thing i i think no but i want to say that it's not affiliated like it can't it be is. i don't think it is i think they just went off the rock and roll thing and they're like well you guys are the rolling stones we're just going to be rolling stone because rolling stone was a term that old people used to use like papa was a rolling stone you know mm-hmm like Does a rolling that, stone did any of those songs make the list come on come probably on. i don't know there's 500 of them yeah, so I'm our listeners comb that whole list tell us tell us if you find any more fantastic mismatches of history for us uh you can find the pod on twitter and instagram at fucking a podcast f-u-c-k-i-n-e-h podcast hit us up matt has actually tweeted once or twice recently i got the notification that he had logged in just <laughs> I mean, yeah, someone has logged into your Twitter amazing, account. Amazing. Amazing, by the way. I'm getting notifications. I'm like, I didn't post this. Like, <gasps> Could you. it be? I got you. Say no more, I, fam. Say no more, fam. Now, with that being said, try to be a little bit more active on there. When I say that I'm going to post stuff on there, I, when I actually listen through and edit the episode, I probably should actually post those things. Whoa, whoa, so. whoa, 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 whoa. Hang whoa. on. I when didn't you say do that. What? <laughs> when you do what? When you Sorry. do what to the episode? When, when I listen to the episode before it launches. Excuse me. You that's, know, that's better. Ed, that's, that's editing that's, these days. That's better. How dare you? I'm not going to let you snake in on my areas. <laughs> Unless, of course, you want to. In which case, please. 
All right. Play me out with some goddamn music. We're going to play the beats are coming in behind us. 50 episodes. Thank you again. Tell a friend. Come back for episode 51 into the new decade of episodes and beyond. Matt, see you next week. Adios, muchachos. Good luck to your football teams. As as to yours, I have to play the Seahawks this week. I hope we smash hey, those fucking shit hope, Please do. That would be helpful for me. Scared. Well, those happy days seem so hard to find. I tried to reach for you, but you've closed your mind. <laughs>